guys, it's Crystal Sherelle from Indie Artist School. Welcome to The Singer's Arsenal. Today we're going to talk about intervals. Now when you hear intervals, you may not know what I mean. But basically an interval is the distance between one note and another note. You're going to find this all over the place in music and when you're learning scales. So if your favorite song has a jump from one note to the other and sometimes you struggle to hit it exactly where it needs to be, or if you're learning how to read sheet music for vocals and it's hard for you to sing those pitches accurately even when you see them on the page, it could be because you're not as familiar with the different types of intervals and what they sound like. What I'm gonna do today is show you the different types of intervals, what they sound like, and how you can recall them if you need to. Honestly, I say if you need to, honey, you will need to, okay? So the first one we're gonna talk about is the minor second. Minor second is, I like to call these conjoined twins, okay? The minor second is very close together. These are the closest two notes can ever be to each other aside from unison, which is the same note. So minor second it is. A good way to remember minor second is to think of the song, Isn't She Lovely, uh, by Stevie Wonder. Uh, those first two notes, isn't, that's a minor second. Hear how close those are. Isn't, da-da, da-da, minor second, Okay, so that's that going up, that's ascending. Now, if we were to sing a minor second going down, also known as descending, we would sing, um, Oh, little town, little town. Hear how close those are? Da, 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 minor second descending. That's the minor second going down. You hear how close those are? That's why I like to call these conjoined twins. The next type of interval is a major second. A major second is a little bit further apart, but they're still very close. There's only one note in between these now. A major second is going to sound like do to re if you're going to sing your solfege, if you're familiar with it. Uh, solfege is the do, re, mi, fa, sol, la, ti, do. So do, re is the first major second. So that major second, I like to think of songs like uh, going up. Let's do silent night. Si. There you go. That's a major second going up. Si, do, re. Silent, and the good thing about Silent Night is it goes ascending and descending. Silent, see, do, re, do. Another way to remember the major second going down would be whistle, while, whistle, 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 re, do. So that's the major second going down. Uh, another song or that I like to use for the next one coming up is the minor third. 
Minor third is even further away. As you notice, we're going further and further away, bigger and bigger spaces between these intervals. Uh, and that's the way you're going to find it easiest to learn because the further away they get, the harder it is to sing them accurately. And the more familiar you get with using songs to remember them, the easier the, those bigger intervals will be. So this one's called Minor Third, and a song I like to use to remember Minor Third is Georgia, 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 the whole day through, just an old sweet song keeps Georgia on my mind. So Georgia is that Minor Third. Um, it's They're pretty close, but they are still a little bit more spaced out than the ones we've done before. A way to remember the minor third going down would be frosty, frosty the snowman. So frosty is that minor third going down, descending. Okay guys, so the next one is the major third. The major third is one of the most important notes to determine a major chord. It is the middle, and that's really what makes an arpeggio, the, the beginning, middle, and end, sound either major or minor, depending on where that third is. So the major third, a good example I like to use is, Oh, when the saints go marching in. So that's the, the major third. Oh, when the major third going down would be, Swing low. Up next, you would think would be a minor fourth. If you've looked at everything we've been doing uh, so far, we started with a minor and then we opened up with a major. But guess what? We are not going to say minor fourth. We're actually going to talk about a perfect fourth because it's neither minor nor major. The perfect fourth is pretty fun because you'll find it all over the place. Here's an example of a perfect fourth. Here comes the bride. So that's a perfect fourth. Another one, amazing grace. So that amay is the perfect fourth as well. So those are very common. You've heard it before. Now, singing a perfect fourth down would be, I've been working on the railroad. The fun thing about I've been working on the railroad is it goes up and down before, between perfect fourths going up and down and back up, okay? So those sound pretty lighthearted, I would say, a perfect fourth is. Okay, guys, now, we just went from lighthearted perfect fourths, but we about to go to the tritone. Now, the tritone is sinister. The tritone is mysterious. The tritone is a little bit weird. And honestly, there's not a lot of songs that were very that are very familiar that use the tritone like that. The only one I really could think of was The Simpsons. <laughs> da da. You might find it in jazz as well, um, but that tritone it it wants to resolve the Simpsons, and it does going up to that perfect fifth that raises it up. Da, 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 feels more harmonious to us, but it just stops. Da, da, that's the tritone. And if you wanted to remember going back down, just go ahead and re reverse engineer that. 
tritone, tritone. So that's the way you can remember the tritone. All right, you guys, now we just talked about being sinister. Now we're about to get happy again with the perfect fifth. And the perfect fifth is also very common, like the perfect fourth is. Uh, classic songs that use the perfect fifth is Twinkle, Twinkle, Little Star. Twinkle, Twinkle, or A, B, C, D, E, F, G, or Ba, Ba, Black Sheep, Have You Any Wool? Don't ask me why <laughs> when we were kids, we sang the same melody for three different songs. Like, really? Really nursery rhyme songwriters? You couldn't come up with a new melody, okay? But anyway, perfect fifths are probably ingrained in your brain right now if you ever grew up with any of those nursery, nursery rhyme songs. So that's a cool thing. You're probably not going to have any issue remembering perfect fifths. Uh, perfect fifths going back down, a little bit harder to find, but... If you guys remember that old song that used to be, it's a rock song, I think, um, that used to be in movies everywhere where, it, where they would be like, don't you forget about me. Do y'all know that song? The next one is the minor six. Minor six is, hmm, a little bit less common, um, but it is out there, okay? Um, minor six going up, I like to think of The Entertainer uh, by Scott Joplin. The good thing about The Entertainer is that it actually goes up and down. Now, the major six, I don't know why, guys, but I just really love the major six. The major six to me is dreamy. The major six sounds like Hmm, like imagination a little bit. Um, so a good example for this would be, um, it came upon a midnight clear. It came, it came. See, it feels, it, it's, it's pretty spacious, but it feels dreamy. And another way to look at it going down is, I'm the, I'm Looking at the man in the mirror. Yeah, so you think about that song, Man in the Mirror. It is actually about imagining a future, right? You're you're looking at yourself. You're doing the hard work. You're going within. It's a little imaginative to think about, to visualize yourself in the mirror and think about, you know, what you're going to do moving forward and how you're going to so resolve yourself. It's a good example here for you to think about how you can use intervals that you hear uh, when you're writing songs as well, or as you listen to songs to understand why certain lyrics really touch you emotionally is because they are also in harmony with the meaning of the interval itself. So you might find, um, even when we were talking about the tritone earlier, how it was a little mysterious, a little bit sinister, a little weird, a little out of the box. Well, when The Simpsons came out a long time ago, but anyway, when The Simpsons came out, it was pretty out of the box for the time. It was kind of sinister. It's pretty uh, sarcastic. It's out there. There's some weird stuff in it. You know, it's that tritone symbolized that before you even saw the show. That's another good use of intervals is being able to use them for the uh, emotional 
impact you want it to have. So when you write a song and you want to have an emotion, make sure you use intervals that also uh, harmonize or symbolize that actual emotion. All right, you guys, here we go. We're going to keep it moving. So the minor seventh, the minor seventh is a little bit uh, harder to find examples of, but the best one I could find is from a musical West Side Story called Somewhere. And it goes like this. There's a place for us. There's a... Hear how far apart that is. This one's also a little dreamy. Uh, I would give it the word hopeful though, rather than dreamy. On the major seventh is present in that song by Nora Jones. I waited till... I saw the sun, I wait. All right, so that's the major seventh. Now, if you wanna go descending and ascending, just go ahead and reverse engineer it as we talked about before. I couldn't find an example of a major seventh going down. I'm sure it's out there, but it's not something that I know already. So if you were thinking about it, I wait. Way I. The octave is literally the exact same note an octave higher. Some people do this unintentionally when they hear music as they sing it higher or lower. Same pitch, but just an octave lower or higher. You being able to understand the octave interval will help you make sure that you're singing in unison rather than an octave higher or lower by you knowing what an octave jump feels like. Okay, so here's an example. Well, the way, well, the weather outside is frightful. So that well, the way, well, the way, that's that octave jump. Octave jump, octave jump, going back down. Um, and you can do it again. Somewhere over the rainbow. See, it's everywhere. Um, so yeah. Those are examples of different intervals that you're going to find in music. My, whether it's a minor second and it's a conjoined twin or if it's an octave jump or if it's a sinister tritone, I want you to stay familiar with these intervals. And one of the ways you can stay uh, familiar with this is by also taking a look at my interval list. I've put together a worksheet that has all of these intervals on it, as well as the songs that correspond with them so that you can practice at home and get familiar. Go ahead and check out my website, indie-artist.teachable.com. It's indie-artist.teachable.com. Well, you guys, until next time, I hope you have a wonderful day and keep singing your heart out. I want you to continue to stay motivated and positive and uplifted during this quarantine and hone your voice. Until next time, have a wonderful day. Yay!